Hello, everybody, and welcome back to episode nine of the Loose Change podcast. Can't believe it's nine already, but here we are. Got a few guys giving their two cents on everything hockey, Star Wars, and Braden's love. Uh, Braden, how's it going today? I know you missed last week because you were sick. You feeling a lot better, buddy? I'm back from the dead. Nothing can keep me down. Nothing besides a broken heart. Mm. And even then, I come back. I'm like Morbius. You can't keep me out of the theaters. <laughs> it's Morbin time. Find a way. I, it's Morbin time. It's loving time. I always find a way to come back. It's Morbin o'clock is what I'm pretty sure it actually is. <laughs> but yeah, Morbius, great movie. We're going to talk about that a little bit later. Stay tuned. Kai, how you how you doing? Uh, you went to Washington this week. Did you do anything fun there? Yeah, doing great. Uh, yeah, I went to the Luke Holmes concert. Checked out some breweries. Good time. Great city. That's some time right there. Yeah, fans in Seattle. Hello. We need to get more of you guys. We mm-hmm. have, I mean, it's probably because we're a hockey podcast. Not many Kraken fans popping up, cracking open the podcast yet, but we'll get hey, man, there. I, I saw a lot of Kraken merch. It's a great jersey. I know a lot of people <laughs> like looking at their team, like a couple Canucks fans, a couple Oilers fans thinking about jumping ship, going with the new guys. Mm. But I mean, those are wishy-washy fans anyways, so it's hard to That's true. trust them. You calling out Braden there? I'm calling out a couple of listeners to the podcast. They know who they are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyways, back to hockey. Everything hockey is what we're touching on. The Avs sweep the Oilers. Um, that's how we're going to start this off. I can't believe that it wasn't six games because usually all of our bets have been hitting mm-hmm. lately. When we mm-hmm. tell you a bet on this podcast, it's been nothing but net. But I guess not today. Not this time around, but uh, Avs and four, the Avs Cup still looking pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're rolling. Like, they look like such a juggernaut um, just throughout the playoffs. I think they've really cemented themselves as the class of the NHL. Um, be interesting to see how they match up with whoever comes out of the East, though. With Tampa and Rangers on the other side of the East, they're still in game four tonight game, so. game four tonight yeah well so we'll see it's by the time this drops it'll be either two two or three one um if it's three one going back to msg i think that there's no way the rangers lose two at home you don't think so no i, I would so. say i would say you're right but then again it's just it's tampa it and is i tampa. will never bet against tampa until they're out but yeah the big thing is that what you gotta do the rangers have already done what they do for the past 18 games prior to the, what uh, them completing it, nobody had beat the Lightning back-to-back. Yeah, they, they managed true. to do it. And the Rangers did it, right? And you look at it, if you want to win, either you got to win four games at home against Tampa if you've uh, got the home advantage, or you've got to win two in a row. New York's got that out of the way, yeah. right? They can lose tonight. They can win tonight. I think they win the night, honestly. I'm I'd put my money on the Rangers. That's just I, I did put my money on the Rangers. That's just Brady's pick. <laughs> I think the Rangers are gonna be nasty tonight. They look nasty all series against Tampa. Tampa's looked like they've had issues, even though Tampa just finds a way as they've uh, done for the last mm-hmm. two years, and it looks like they're gonna continue to do. But I think that New York takes tonight. I think Tampa takes the next game, and then I'm gonna say New York finishes it off the game after. So I'm going New York in six. Really? really? You guys so you are think, on New you York? You think Lightning are going to win, are going to lose two in a row at home? True, that's hmm. at home, eh? Okay, never mind. I'm switching that. Is it? Tonight so is game four. for game seven? Yes. Oh, damn, they've got home. Okay. 
Yeah. Yeah, I'm going Rangers in seven then. Yeah, because you were saying the Lightning could lose all of the away, and then like, because you were saying like they have to win right, either right, four right. at home or they have to win two in a row. They've done both already. They've already won two at home. Nah, so, they went right. tonight. They win tonight. They lose the next game, and then they win the game after. That's that's what I'm okay. going with. All right. And then we'll be seeing either the Rangers or Tampa Bay, the two best goalies, go up against the goalie-less Avs. Or, I mean, not the goalie-less Avs. They have Frank Coos or Frank Suze or mm-hmm. Frankie, whatever. Yeah, like, what's what's going on with Kemper? Do you guys know what the injury is? He, it was so weird. I was watching it when it happened. Like, he skated to the bench and just whispered something to the coach for maybe three seconds. Immediately, mm-hmm. Coach was like, okay, he skates off. And we never hear about it again. We don't yeah, know what it is. There's been no news on Darcy Kempers in the last week. Not since in, in the playoffs, the NHL. Come yeah, on. You're not finding out anything. If he died, like maybe you'll hear like, I don't know, his heart's not feeling too hot. But <laughs> well, uh, it's the NHL's playoff. I would say just like after this, because the series ended, I thought maybe they'd give an update. Yesterday for morning skate, Kemper was on the ice. Right, I was gonna say that makes me think that he's close to returning, or maybe he's, you know, they're looking at him as possibly an option into the yeah. finals. Because I mean, if um, they if the Avalanche end up having like close to two weeks off, gotta feel like he'll push his body to get in there, right? Oh, Kemper will be, Nas will be, everyone who's injured, you know. Well, I, I Nas, that- you really think he will? Because he he had that surgery. I know that he's Nazem Kadri, and I think he will be back. But I know there's a lot of doubters I've seen on Twitter. Well, it's surgery. Like, it's tough to yeah. return from a surgery in that sort of time no frame. No doubt. And, and we know, don't like know we what the surgery the is. Right? No, and you're not getting surgery at this point in the playoffs unless, like, you desperately need surgery. Yeah. If it was just a broken thumb, you play through that, which, mm-hmm. you know, like I said, makes me think it's tendon and a bit more serious than just a broken thumb. But... I don't know, man. It's Stanley Cup Finals. You're Nazem Kadri. That guy's a warrior. You know, he's going to mm-hmm. do what he can in order to return. So if you get a full two weeks off, I, I won't be shocked. The fact, like, you know, they haven't officially ruled him out. So yeah. I guess we'll see what happens. Those are, you're right. The time delay, it's good that the Avs swept them. Thank God that they did because the Oilers could have fought back, make that a long series without Kadri <laughs> and without Kemper. And who knows? Maybe you get another injury, right? It's <laughs> so the playoffs could very well happen. Yeah. So well, they, it's a good thing that they get to rest. Because they took advantage of uh, the Oilers being down Kane. Yep. And I think Yamamoto was out yesterday as well, right? Yes. Yeah, because Dylan yeah, Holloway no. made his NHL debut. Yeah. Um, call, nothing like calling up the rookie. And then, and then Dry Settles also has like one leg, so... <laughs> What a game from him, though, eh? even on one leg. Oh, my God. He's so good. All right, let's talk about him yeah. and his whole playoff series, dude. Not his, his whole playoffs. What a player. He was literally laboring the whole time. <laughs> Did you see it? I was watching that last game. He literally, on the power play, winced, tapped for the pass, got it, slung it to McDavid, got onto his knees, saw the goal went in, and go celebrate, and then back to his knees. Yeah. He was just done. Such a warrior. So- the uh, intel, like the hockey intelligence, man, to be able to play at that level on one foot is just absolutely next level. Like you see, mm-hmm. that's where you really separate yourself right from the rest of your back. Mm-hmm. Um, that's when the superstars come out to shine, man. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you look at it like dry has got unbelievable vision, unbelievable, like hockey sense. So he's able to still remain mm-hmm. a world class player, even if he can't skate. And it's right. not 
you know, I don't want to diminish his skating, but it's not like he's ever been at that great of a skater, yeah. right? No, he's no. always been on the slower end. Like if McDavid um, had the same injury as Dreisaitl, I think it would be a little bit of a different story because McDavid does rely on his feet a lot. That's mm-hmm. a good point. Yeah, they play their two different styles of play and mm-hmm. Dreisaitl is way more effective while injured. Well, I mean, Drysettle. Let's talk about his stats. For those that haven't looked at the stats, we're just gonna lay out for you. Drysettle, McDavid. They played sixteen games. Drysettle had seven goals and thirty-one points. Was it, was it eighteen games? Was it eighteen games? Because I, I mean, they went to seven twice, right? Yeah, so it'd be eighteen. No, because they beat uh, Calgary in five. Oh, right. Sorry, I thought it went to seven for some reason. We all okay. wanted it too, and we were yeah, calling right, right. it. And everything right. else we call on the podcast is right. right. So you five games, so only sixteen games. Yeah, yeah, fair. So averaging two points a game for the playoffs mm. on a bum ankle, pretty insane from the guy. Yeah. I think Kai, you're talking about it. Probably, I don't think it was on the podcast. It was pre-podcast, but like Drysaddle, healthy people don't talk about him enough as like one of the best players in the world and possibly even better than McKinnon. A lot of people mm-hmm. are talking about like McKinnon versus McDavid being the shows. Drysaddle was absolutely up there. It was the Drysaddle oh, and sure, McDavid yeah. versus McKinnon show. Yeah. Now, yeah, I've, I've been guilty in the past as well, kind of just being like, oh, Drysaddle, like unbelievable fantasy player. Because I'm like, right. he's on the Oilers, he's going to get a lot of points. But I feel like I've kind of disrespected him in the past by seeing him as a little bit of a sideshow character. But well, I think it's the sideshow character aspect because it's tough to stand out next to McDavid. And the other issue is that you know every fan base is guilty of it, yeah. especially the Ottawa Senators and the Edmonton <laughs> Oilers. And it's just like Don't. you overhype your own guys. Well, no, like everyone overhypes their own players. But we see that with the Oilers, especially with Drysaddle hearing Drysaddle is better than Matthews. Uh, you know, just because everything. Well, I think you can make that argument. Points. Absolutely. So. You if guys you watch think the, really? I if think you watch the playoffs, you can make the argument. argument. Yeah. yeah. I don't. I, I think Matthews is miles ahead. I agree. But I also like think that, and by miles ahead, I don't agree. I think Matthews is the better player and Matthews is a, is the second best player in the league. Yeah. But I think there's a different, it's a tier. There's a, like, they're in different tiers to me. They're not in the same tier of player. Mm. Could Matthews is in that top of the tier below, but well, it doesn't matter. They're different players. Drysaddle doesn't score like Matthews does. Matthews doesn't pass the Drysaddle. Uh, I mean, how many didn't Drysaddle like easily get fifty this year? He didn't yeah. have sixty he, goals. Did he, he have sixty goals? Se- he finished second. I know, but I mean, scoring. still second. Did he second score fifty and fifty. Like, there's the only other player in the cap era who's scored at a rate the same as Matthews as you know Stamkos did when he scored his sixty. And just to be clear, like we're not shitting on Matthews. We're just saying I do have time for the argument. I can see why someone would say, like, if you're not a Leafs fan, you don't watch, like, why Dreisaitl is up there. He just scored 31 points on a bum ankle. Matthews, what'd he do in the playoffs? You know? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, Brandon. I think you look at Dreisaitl's last four seasons. 105 points, 110 points, 84 points in 56 games, and then 110 points. Okay. Since Matthews has entered the league, what is it? Since Matthews has entered the league, no one has more goals than him? Yeah, or isn't it going oh, back even like yeah, further no, than I that? Mean, no like, one has more goals than him. Like he's got Matthews is a like he's the best goal scorer in the league right now. Yeah, but when you're talking about tiers, it's McDavid. Yep, and then it's yeah. There's like a huge gap, and then I don't think that it's Matthews and then another big gap. I think it's like Matthews, McKinnon, Drysaddle, McCarr, yada 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 are in all that next group there. I don't think that 
Matthews okay. has yeah, earned got- the separation from McKinnon and Drysaddle. Absolutely. Well, to me, it's not even that. It's more of I'd put Drysaddle. I don't want to say Drysaddle a tier below, but almost like two halves to that tier, if that makes sense. Upper mm. half and bottom half. Um, but we're getting into the nitty gritty too much. The main point is uh, Ken Holland, general manager of the Edmonton Oilers, looked at a team that had Connor McDavid, the best player in the history of the sport, and Leon Draisaitl, the guy who could put up an absolutely historic playoff run like that, and decided Mike Smith is good enough in that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, when we were talking about this last week, because the first two rounds, I was like, oh, Mike Smith, Oilers are screwed. Yeah. So then last week, I was like, I'm not talking shit about Mike Smith. And then, of course, he <laughs> shits the bed completely. No, and everyone's so. going, oh, he's good. He's good. No, he's good. No, everybody knew he was Mike Smith, and he was going to Mike Smith it up eventually. And while he was yeah. hot, you know, he's Mike Smith. See, I'm surprised, they didn't, uh, I'm surprised they didn't give Koskinen more of a run. But that's the thing to me is, like, at least Smith's shown, like, that he could get hot this playoff run. Like, what are you going to do? Go to Miko Koskinen together? Like, not good goalie? They're both yeah, bad. Fair. I guess, yeah. At least the guy who's shown that recently he get really hot. Um, but everyone called it all playoffs. And eventually, you know, that the goaltender was going to catch up with Edmonton. And eventually, like we saw this series, it did. You mm-hmm. had two games where you scored five goals. That should be enough. You should have won. <laughs> yeah. But you've Helps, got yeah. Mike Smith who let in six. And I resent the people that say i've seen this on twitter a couple times from people even with edmonton oilers in their display pictures which makes me a little more angry they're like well we got to the sec we got to the conference finals you know okay you have mcdavid and dry if it win a cup that should be your minimum member every year Absolutely. Conference finals every year. You have the best player in the world and like, you know, an arguable top five player. Yeah. And the reason you, w- you lose better not be your 40 year old goalie. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. Defenders. I mean, okay. So I do agree with you. You know, there's nothing to write home about making the conference finals. Like everyone's disappointed, but I mean, that is still a big step up considering like with how I thought the Absolutely. Oilers team was going to be. That is still a big step up. It is. But here's the problem with that now. And I think they set a new benchmark for themselves. I don't think so because now guess what? You have a Canadian general manager who made the conference finals. Ken Holland has a job for the next eight years guaranteed. And <laughs> it's true. Yeah. How's not going that managing your team? Like we were talking about their cap friendly. Who, who's all their expiring players coming up? Kai. Uh, here, let me pull it up. I know that. Uh, their goalie um, so is. they have, a, they have a lot of RFAs, a lot of RFAs. So they do get cost off the book. So hopefully they could get a actual decent, like one B option, I guess. Jack I'll put Campbell. money down right now that they resign Koskinen. You think? Okay. Yeah. Well, because I think Koskinen's gonna like come on. Like it's not Shirelli, so like you're not gonna get. I mm. think Koskinen knows he's not getting that deal again. And it's gonna be less. Honest to God, I think the Oilers look at Koskinen and they're gonna go. Ah, he's a cheap backup. We'll take him. <laughs> okay. Because well, what else is on the open market, right? There's not much, yeah. But like, if you look at their team right now, guys that they're definitely gonna sign, they're gonna resign Ryan McLeod and Yamamoto. So that's going to be a significant portion of like the seven million they have to spend. So they have seven million to spend. They have seven million to spend. How many players expiring total? So they have three RFAs. So it's McLeod and Yamamoto and Pujarvi, and then they have for UFAs. Right away, there's no chance they're going to sign Kane. Can't. And then you probably you might want to try to take a. They probably will try to resign Archibald. Uh, and then like Kulak, but then like the other UFAs are all pretty expendable to be honest with you. 
but still it's seven million. Take a run at Kane, man. But how? Well, how? I think I think that Kane's stock is permanently damaged because he's a piece of shit. And while he should, you're not getting him for a million. No, but here's the thing: is any NHL GM going to go? Oh yeah, here's seven million. No. Like that, that's my point, right? Like, but I think there are some teams that would give him like two, like a two-year, like ten million dollar deal. Yeah, any deal he gets is going to be extremely short term because yeah. he's a piece of shit and an asshole. For sure, yeah. him soon. So could I see? I don't know. I think Edmonton's got a shot at resigning him. You know, McDavid's going to push hard for him to be resigned, even though he shouldn't be in the yeah. league. But then that that would just mean that they have to move someone out, right? I I think Puljujarvi has gone. Yeah. My question to you guys is: Let's say Puljujarvi has gone and you resign the other ones. Okay, you don't have much money to make your team better. My question to you and Oilers fans, are you going to be better next year? No, right? This is them. Like it, it requires significant changes, and we're not going to see that from Ken Holland. The guy so shown going to be this. What has forever. Ken Dolan like? What has Ken Holland done since Steve Eiserman was it? No, Eiserman wasn't playing. Sorry, since um, you know Nick Lidstrom and Pavel Datsuk and Zetterberg and that god tier in the early two thousands. What has he done since? Nothing. He's been a bad GM. He's been a bad GM. Too much money to old players. And Mm -hmm. yeah, he's just ridden that reputation as the architect of the early 2000s Red Wings. A, he didn't build that team. He took over when the old guy left. B, that was before the salary cap was even in place. He hasn't (laughs) done anything with the salary cap, man. Like it's all reputation. Now you made the Western Conference finals. He's good for five years minimum. Yeah. And managing the salary cap is the hardest part of being a GM, I think. Yeah, it's filling in the edges. It's easy to get good players. You suck. You suck. Yeah. You draft high. It's very easy to get shitty players. Like also, Cooper. if there's no salary cap, you literally just throw money at free agents, right? So, Yeah, give $10 million to a third liner. Who gives a shit if there's no salary cap? Yeah. What is your job as a GM besides that, realistically? Besides making sure your team is like getting better, your job is cap management because you're not scouting. You have scouts. You're, yeah, you're not coaching. I mean, like, you have coaches. And with a lot of organizations, they have like someone specifically designated to be in charge of like player development. Right. So I think in the past that would be a big, uh, big thing. But that most GMs aren't even overseeing that. No, and we're starting to see that change in NHL front offices, um, which is long overdue. I think of where rather than the GM being the guy who has the final say in everything, it's the GM who's being advised by you know, a council of people each in charge of their own respective areas, right? You've got your head scout, you've got your head of player development, you've got your head guy who's your cap guy. You know, you look in Toronto, they've yeah. got Lawrence Gilman. Um, and I don't know, I, I don't know enough about the Oilers to know how well involved in that they were. Um, I could speak to the Leafs and the Canucks, right? I know that with the Leafs, that they've always had that collaborative process since Shanahan took over and it's worked wonders for them. Uh, and I could look at the other end of the spectrum in Vancouver where we know everything had to be done by betting and <laughs> He was well, like yes. the Canucks, they had it set up so it would be a council, but everyone was just such a yes man, right? Well, you had to be a yes man. We saw yeah. what happened with yeah. Bracket where you were fired if you weren't. And mm-hmm. now we're seeing with the new ones come in with Rutherford, how it's changing back into that collaborative process where everyone's working together. Yeah. So does Ken Holland have that history? I don't know enough, uh, you know, with his time in Detroit or with his time there. But to me, the fact that he's doing the same thing over and over again, uh, you know, the proof is in the pudding. Either it's not a collaborative process or he's just surrounding himself with yes men. Yeah, he's a he's not the best GM. And so the Oilers will not get better. And I think they will win and have a better chance if they get a great luck with a good goalie. 
but I don't see how else they're going to build their team to be of Colorado's or Tampa's stature. I just don't mm-hmm. see it. Um, do you guys want to talk about the Rangers in Tampa? We touched on it a bit. There's like not much to yeah, touch on it besides like, yeah. I don't First three games. Let's today. talk yeah. about it. Yeah. It's been a battle of Igor, who's like, by the way, one of the worst fakers in the world when it comes to injuries I've ever seen. <laughs> Versus a Tampa team that looks good, but a, an MSG-driven Rangers that just look more confident. Mm-hmm. It's weird, right? That the team that in my <laughs> the opinion, Rangers have such worse. a swagger. Yeah, totally. Yeah. The um, thing I'm interested to see tonight is how that last game affects them. Um, you know, Tampa's got you know this is where that Stanley Cup playoff experience comes into play to me. Mm-hmm. Um, you they know, got that lucky Tampa, bounce at the end, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, and that's what I was gonna say, right? Is Tampa, you know, those guys are like Thanos. They're inevitable. Like you can't stop them. It's gonna happen. They're gonna do whatever they can. And I don't think anything really bugs them or gets to them mentally. Mm-hmm. As you look at the Rangers, that's a team where you know how many players are under twenty five and are just super, super young. Um, and to lose with what thirty seconds, I think. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Well, yeah. Like that hits you mentally. So mm-hmm. tonight's going to be big in seeing, you know, how much do they bounce back? Yeah. I, I, I'd like to say that they will because of how confident they are. Like they got that swagger now. And I don't think losing because of one bounce is going to set them back. I think they know that they still have Tampa's number right now. Like they're up to one point. Like it might be two, two by the time you guys hear it. You have, you know, you're uh, you're playing with uh, house money. That's the expression mm-hmm. I'm looking for. The other thing and- too, man, like we saw last series or last series with the Rangers. Sorry, Tyler. Um, Panarin's kind of been quiet, man. Mm-hmm. He's only got five goals in 17 games so far. Now he's always been more of a playmaker, but he's 10 apples, 15 points total in 17. Like, I I feel like there's just so much more separation that the Rangers could pull if Panarin really starts playing like mm-hmm. Panarin can. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't expect Mika to be the best player on that team. No. Mm-hmm. But well, he maybe. Up. Yeah. Besides Fox, but yeah. And man, what a trade for that team! They. Eh? <laughs> it's a Banajad and a second for Brassard. Yeah. He's like milk for the Sands. Good God! A great trade for the Rangers. I'm actually worried. Every single time you say senators, Braden, because I, this whole I know it's like boiling underneath. Just um, Stu, no, look, when you're you, here. You've got a chance to get a veteran. I'm introducing guy. the fourth member of our podcast, Braden. Okay. How oh rude! You have to introduce me. I showed up late. That's my fault. Well, not my fault, but you know, Stuart was with your girl, and now he's back. I don't last long. We have to cut that. We have to cut that. Thank you. <laughs> um, all right. Well, yeah, we've talked. So are you guys picking the Rangers or TB then? Do you think? Mm-hmm. I have a feeling about Rangers tonight. Yeah. Like I said earlier, I'm going Rangers. Rangers, Rangers. I am staying with Tampa because of all the money I have on them. And <laughs> I've said Tampa throughout. So might as well stick with it. Yeah, no, I got Rangers as well. Oof. All right, well, we're clipping this, and then I will delete it if the Rangers win. So I'll look <laughs> really smart no matter what. Um, all right, and then I'm picking Colorado to beat either team because the 
Days off will help them with injury. They're going to look fresh. They want it. And they didn't lift up the trophy. They just mean mugged the camera, like, really weirdly. So they didn't pick it up, eh? Because I saw no. the I did see the, cause I saw the clip it. where, like, Joe Sackick was like, oh, lad, like, touch it. Go yeah. for it. So they touched it. There's like, they're all like, do we touch it? Is Landy going to touch it? I don't know. I would touch it. And then they touched it. But like McKinnon was seen being like, no one smile. Hey, hey, no one smile. We're taking this mean mug, mean mug. And then they just mean mugged the picture. It's an amazing clip. Of it them is all really like good freaking clip. out whether or not they should touch it or not. And then swarming to Joe Sack. I hope, uh, I hope McKinnon at least let the boys like go out and have fun on the town yesterday. I hope he let them eat <laughs> carbs. It'd be nice if they were like allowed a slice of toast or something after that. <laughs> no, no chance they were allowed a slice Can I of please toast. have gluten today, Nathan? No. <laughs> Oh man. Okay. Well, uh, we should do what we should have done in episode one. And it's been nine episodes now. It's the shit on the Boston Bruins segment of the podcast. Let's go. <laughs> we got Vancouver fans. We got Leafs fans. We got Penguins <laughs> fans. We do not like the Bruins. May I start? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. So, uh, Bruins fans. You know where your problems start and where they end. And this is uh, this conversation has begun in light of the firing of uh, head coach Bruce Cassidy, who was let go yesterday. Boy. Um, the problem with that team is Jeremy Jacobs. He's the owner of the Boston Bruins, uh, the most powerful owner in the NHL. Yep. What Jeremy Jacobs says is what goes. If you want to know who runs the NHL, it's not Gary Bettman. If you want to know what owners he takes his direction from, it's not owners. It is owner, and it is Jeremy Jacobs. Okay. You Jeremy Jacobs has a why you hate the owner of the Boston Bruins so much. He's just got a written like now. Look, am I the only one who hates him? No, like everyone hates Jeremy Jacobs. No one likes Jeremy Jacobs. This guy has a reputation as being one of the stingiest owners in pro sports. Um, you can look back like you know, I, I also proved this in the pudding earlier, but like, I remember when, uh, at the start of COVID when teams were, uh, laying, you know, their employees off or not paying a lot of teams were like, Oh, we'll pay Boston. You know, it took them forever to do any form of financial assistance to their employees. Jacobs is cheap. Like he's known for being cheap. Um, and for whatever reason, I don't know why, but that hasn't translated on ice. We see teams with cheap owners, um, we saw it with Melnick in Ottawa. We saw, you know, historically way back in the sixties with Harold Ballard with the Leafs. We saw it with the original Rocky Wirtz with Chicago. Cheap owners are never a good thing. You need an owner who's willing to spend money. Sweet. And for whatever reason, Jeremy Jacobs hasn't been able to spend money, but the Boston Bruins have been a successful organization and they've had that reputation of just year in year out. They're going to make the playoffs. Fuck you. And they're going to do it. Well, they're going to have players that are Boston players and it's just going to work. So you think that's going to stop for some reason? Why? Well, to me, what we're seeing, and I, I've seen a lot of Bruins fans, you know, just talking themselves about this, is what's happening now is Boston's have a reputation within their management as an old boys club, right? It's the in crowd, and that's you know what they say goes. Okay. And that is, you know, what the best example, I guess, in in terms of just seeing that thinking and that kind of mindset in action it's great we still have the video you could google it just go on youtube and search tyler Sagan trade talks right it's this entire room of guys talking and they are they are deciding to trade tyler sagan pre-hip surgery 
pre-hip surgery, this was elite Tyler Sagan, like 22 mm. years old. Like this guy was fantastic. And they traded him for Louis Erickson. <laughs> right. Now, Jim Benning was in the room. Peter Shirelli was in the room uh, as Peter Shirelli was the general manager at the time. But you watch that video and they're going, oh, well, is he a Boston Bruin? Does he respect, you know, does he play our kind of game? Dude, it's Tyler Sagan. Mm-hmm. But they're so stuck in their own way of thinking of what our team is and what they need to be. And they let him go. Right. Now, one important thing I wanted to bring up was Jeff Gordon. So Jeff Gordon is the guy who's currently in with uh, the, is he still with the Rangers? Who is Jet Gordon? Jeff, Jeff Gordon. It's, I think he's the general manager of the Rangers. Yeah. No, sorry. He's no longer with the Rangers. Oh, okay. You got he fired. With, right. He's with the Montreal Canadiens. Okay. Right, 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 right. Now, the reason I bring up Jeff Gordon is because he was the interim GM of the Boston Bruins for one period. Okay. Now, the, what's important here is that he was the guy who was in charge before Peter Shirelli. So when he came in, he, Jeff Gordon, now keep in mind, they never made him the permanent general manager. They didn't keep him. They went for Shirelli. Jeff Gordon traded Andrew Raycroft for the rights to Tuka Rask. Jeff Gordon is also the guy who drafted Patrice Bergeron. He dra- or not sorry, not Bergeron. He traded uh, Brad Marchand, drafted that guy, uh, drafted they or got the picks in order to get Pasternak. The guy kind of set who? up that entire Pasternak. Who? Uh, David Pasternak. That guy. He's a pretty good player. <laughs> this Jeff Gordon guy set that team up for success in like one year with his team, with one or two years that he was with them, and then they let him go. Brought in Shia, so he built that championship team. The point is, is that the guys who were lauded for this championship caliber team didn't even build the team. Now, obviously, we've switched over, and Don Sweeney's now the general manager, and Cam Neely's the president of uh, that team. And it's still the same way of thinking with those teams. You know, earlier today, we talked about the collaborative mindset, and that's a team whose organization has always kind of been in that old boys club. You know, whoever is the in crowd is the in crowd, and what they say goes. And Bruce Cassidy seems to have strayed from that line. And regardless of him being a good coach or not, which the results speak for themselves, he got so much more out of that team than what they really were. That's a good coach. You don't fire a good coach. They let him walk or not even, sorry, they didn't let him walk. They fired him. And where this to me relates back to Jeremy Jacobs is in when you have an owner who doesn't care about the success as much as he does about the bottom line, you suffer. You know, Jeremy Jacobs doesn't care about this mindset of not thinking forward, of, of moving forward and thinking critically and collaboratively, because all he cares about is his bottom line. All right. Yeah. So the front office sucks. Okay. It's going to get worse before it gets better, because the only time that you will see change in that front office is when you see it starting to hit Jeremy Jacobs bottom dollar. Mm. How about on ice though? Like that's what the listeners know more about on ice. Like they're sure. going to be missing. So let's Bergeron talk about how this affects it. Marshawn, okay. maybe. Well, like I saw that's more one what thing I was talking about that apparently Berge, the reason they fired Cassidy was him and Bergeron didn't get along too great. Um, and that this was done to try and bring Bergeron back. You heard that sources. That's one thing I saw. I don't know how much, you know, meat there is to that. Um, do you fire your coach to keep Bergeron? Not for one year. I don't, it's not 2016 anymore, man. Like you guys need to move forward. And this management group doesn't realize that they're stuck yeah. in the past. Because you know, even their, if they bring back Bergeron, they're just going to be another year older, right? You're like just another not, year older. They're not going to get better. They're just going to be another year older. You still lost David Crutchy, <laughs> and you still don't have a second-line center. Yeah. 
Eric Hall is not your second line center. Like, I'm sorry. And you look at their defenseman issues now. Charlie McAvoy's out. Yeah, out. I forgot about that. McAvoy and is I, out. Who's the third? There's a third defenseman uh, as well. Oh, Brandon Carlo. And Carlo, you've lost yeah. three defensemen. Yeah. Brad Marchand, you've got question marks if Bergeron's going to retire or not. You need to set yourself for the future. Mm-hmm. And this management group, I think, in firing Cassie, indicates that they're not ready to set themselves up for the future and mm-hmm. that they just want to run it back. Well, they kind of have to run it back. Like, if you look at their contracts for next year, they have barely anyone coming off the books except Bergeron. And so it's like, and then everyone has term. Like, McAvoy has eight years. Lindholm has eight years. Carlo has five years. Uh, Marshawn has three. Hall has three. Charlie Coyle has four. And oops. the issue, though, is like, there's yeah, some big hoops. good stuff there that you can work with it. The Limholm contract was a mistake. I, I don't know why they signed him to that long of a contract yeah, at that age. Day one, I said that was a bad deal. You did. Coyle, you called it. That's bad. That's too long. But still, you have McAvoy, Brandon Carlo, Pasternak. You still have Marshawn, even if he's out for six months starting today, right? Like He's still really good, yeah. He's still really good. There's guys there. So there's enough where if you've got a smart management group in place, you can move things around, retool. You know, maybe that's your falling to that wild card. Maybe you miss it at once or twice a year. But that's what I'm talking about. Like next year, like this is what we're talking about. Next year, they have Bergeron, Marshawn, and they're old. Like it's not about how are the Bruins going to be in three years? Like it doesn't matter. Like next year, they might miss the playoffs. Mm -hmm. And that's like not good for the Bruins. That's like tragic because of how they built their roster. You see the Bruins being one of the teams that are talked a lot about in the JT Miller sweepstakes. Now, does it make sense for them to go after him? To me, it doesn't because you have to give up futures. Mm-hmm. They have right? kind of backed themselves into a corner where they do need to win now, though. Yeah. Like, I think that either... you can do a year or two of short-term pain, and maybe that means missing the playoffs, but then set yourself back up for another eight years in a row. Of I don't the think they're going to do that, though, with Marshawn being 34. Yeah, I don't really think they're in the position. Again, like, they're kind of like in the... forever. I guess so. <laughs> But they have to try. Like, what the options are either like tear the band aid off and not like use Marshand for assets and trade, but they're not going to do that. They're going to keep Marshand and therefore they're going to go and try and win a cup. This group will do that. But here's the thing is there anything you can do to retool this team immediately in the next two years that is going to make them strong enough that they're going to win the Stanley Cup or make them no. a favorite? No, no, that's what I wanted to say. So then what should you do? Tear it down. I laugh at how bad they are. They're the Tear Bruins. it down, man. Trade Marshawn. It would hurt because it's Marshawn, man. That guy's a Bruin, right? Imagine the haul you could get for bad fucking Marshawn. I just don't see it happening. He has three years left on his contract. Yeah, imagine the haul you can get for him. You can become a competitor again and a cup favorite still within Pasternak's current deal. You can I... make that work if you are willing to make that hard sacrifice. Send out the letter like the Rangers did. Hey, we're going to rebuild. It's going to be a shitty fucking couple of years and just fire sale. Brayden, mm. you're telling me that their owner is one of the most powerful owners in the NHL. If not yeah. the most, powerful. you're telling me if they have a lottery ball next year, that the Bruins don't get Bedard because well, they will. That may be, be what they're Bedard. doing, man. They might be going for, so. uh, you look at what's happening and you know, too, the, uh, the Bruins have already won one Stanley cup because of uh, NHL executive interference. So why not win a first overall pick? Yeah, exactly. Um, We're going to keep a jar, I think. And 
every single time you bring up a JT Miller trade or Vancouver in 2011, you have to put a dollar in the jar. Braden. JT Miller to the Devils for the second overall pick. Um, no, thank you. Alex Holtz <laughs> and Ty Smith. I'm calling it now. You don't want that, eh? A lot of Vancouver fans. We we don't have that much of Vancouver base. But Just here we not go. excited by this year's draft class, man. So what do you want from a Miller trade instead? Brain Schneider. Boston Bruins first round pick next year. That's right. <laughs> no, I'm protected. Because here's I'm the protect- thing. <laughs> the cap can work if we take back DeBrusque. I want DeBrusque. I like okay. DeBrusque. I like the, I love DeBrusque. DeBrusque? And yeah. Next year's first for JT Miller. And then the Bruins can bring in Carlo. Because JT Miller is totally a Bruin type of player. Oh, yeah. Front office thinking like he's a Bruin. Let's <laughs> make him one. Yeah. Did we just are we hockey insiders? I mean, I do think that if they can't bring back back Bergeron, then they'd probably be like, What's the point? Man, did you see the uh they could have uh, used JT Miller this year? Uh, yeah. every team that got eliminated could use JT Miller. Speaking of which that is so true. Seems to be a low-key uh, big player in the JT Miller sweepstakes. Carolina Hurricanes. Really? Yep. You know what? That would make sense. They um, need someone that can just Martin score. Nikas apparently is a player that they're willing to move. If you could get Nikas back plus, man. Oh, okay. Like, have I mean, a Carolina play, JT. They play Nikas on the fourth line in Carolina. Yeah. That guy's good, man. That he That's a guy who just had a rough year and I think can be a superstar. Any superstar? He, he produced see, that, what, is, a sixty-point pace already in his career. He's a good player. I could see him posting fifty to sixty points, but superstar. Let's reserve yeah, that word I for don't superstars. <laughs> I think because JT Miller is a superstar. Yes, bingo. So it would have to be Nietzsche's plus some other things because it's like, why would I trade someone who has a lot of development to do? to get to the level that Miller's at. Nietzsche's is 23 and has 120 points in 200 games. Back-to-back 40-point seasons, man. Like, at 23? Superstar. You could get there for sure. Maybe Now, uh, the reason I say that is, oh, I can't remember if it was Jay Frasher, if there was some other... It was one of the analytics guys who posted, like, you know, projections with uh, what their current place was. Mm. And Nietzsche's is a player who, like, their underlying profile was very strongly... Uh, indicative of you know other players with that with a similar profile had gone on to become stars in this league um and Nick that, is the next mckinnon maybe man <laughs> at the very least he's a good buy low candidate him and play but um that's a player where well that's a team i guess rather is to look out for with uh, gt miller but right now betting favorite devils yeah I mean, I'd love to have a JT Miller trade happen. It'll be fun for the Loose Change podcast. We all want it to happen. Yeah. Um, do you guys do you want to touch on anything else hockey before we jump into a little Star Wars and love talk? Um, so what, I, I saw you put, put something in the chair about the uh, Marie-Philippe Pellet. Oh, yeah. What's her role with Montreal going to be? Isn't it player development? That's right. It's player, player development. development. Okay. Which is like probably the best role for her, considering how good of a skater and stick handler she is. Mm. Mm-hmm. I think it's just cool to for them to do that. Like Montreal has done a lot of like big L's in yeah. the last few years, besides making the Stanley Cup final. This is a big W, I think. I think someone sure. should have done it. And we've been talking about this a lot. Women have become a market deficiency because people don't 
use them enough in sports. And the teams that start hiring women will get the best of the best first. Well, For sure. You look at the Canucks, like the, all the women that they've brought in, Emily Castongay, Cameron Granado, you know, the list goes on and on and on. And it's very smart, talented individuals who just, for what you know, well, we know why they've been overlooked by the NHLs because they're women. Yeah, and you're going to see that start to be um, that deficiency. I think is not going to be a deficiency for much longer. Yeah, it's a great move for Montreal. Too, you know, Montreal. Kent Hughes is their GM. Man, agents that become GMs are the best GMs. Yeah, I right? would be very excited if I was a Montreal Canadiens fan. Like that's going to be. I, I think he's going to be a great GM in this league. Prove your point. Mm-hmm. Name another GM that was an agent that was good. Mike Gillis. Mike Gillis. There he's, you go. He's really good. Best he's GM really in the good GM. Street. Yeah, probably. He built, he built like a team that was competitive for legit like five straight, like one of the best teams in the league for five years. <sighs> best team in the cap era to never win a Stanley Cup. And I mean, back to the point that we were talking about with that like, is. you know, having different, <laughs> having different roles for within the front office. Sure, like Ken Hughes, former agent. I assume he's going to take the lead with all the contract stuff. And then, yeah, you bring in like a player development specialist. Right? Yeah. Because like Kent Hughes, you know, he's an agent. He probably knows that he's not as intelligent about player development as someone who actually used to play the sport. But agents work in that collaborative process, right? It's not <laughs> that the agent runs everything. The agent does the contracts for sure. But then within the agency, you know, there's a financial analyst who handles the financial side of things. It's not the agent. It's the financial analyst who works at the agency mm-hmm. for performance. It's not the agent saying, here's what you need to do. It's the performance coach that, that works for the agency. It's a collaborative right. process. Yeah. Okay. Right? So they, they're kind of like tuned for the job basically. Mm-hmm. So that's what a GM should do is be the, listen to everyone's feedback. That's way smarter than them. And then do what's right. You are the decision maker. You have all the opinions come in and you decide what you're doing. And I mean, we've seen it in the past. Some GMs don't even know the CBA. <laughs> Dude, Jim Benning didn't know it. How many yeah. times do you remember they tried to sign uh, Nikita Trampkin to a three-year entry-level deal? And then uh, because of his age and the, he was Russian, you weren't allowed to sign to three-year. You had to sign it to two years. And the yeah. NHL had to send him a memo to every team being like, hey, here are the rules for contracts. <laughs> <laughs> You're a GM. that You shouldn't need that. <laughs> like, By the way... <laughs> There was that one. And then what was the Ryan O'Reilly offer sheet with the Calgary Flames? Do you remember that one? Yes, that was like... Did the Flames not have the necessary picks? No, the Flames wanted to offer sheet him. But if they had signed him, he would have had to pass through waivers. Oh, yeah. So then anyone could have just signed him. (laughs) What are you doing? That would have been a ridiculous situation. So they went through the whole process. Think of how many people that went through. And none of them realized the rules of offer sheets. Yeah. yeah, the whole, oh, if he signs it, he could go to any, t- like, the worst place team can just claim him. Like, So I guess, really, to be an, an NHL GM, like you said, just be, like, a rational, normal, smart person and just make good decisions. It's, it doesn't seem that hard. No, to be an, to an, be NHL, an NHL GM, GM you just got to be a former player or uh, be friends with somebody who uh, works for the team. To be a bad one, yeah. To get in. Anyhow. Shall we move on? Let's yeah, move let's on. Um, Darth Vader. Oh, God. Uh, Kenobi spoilers. This is the part of the podcast where hockey fans leave, Star Wars fans join, and we talk a little bit of Star Wars before we get to Brain's Love Corner. Stay tuned. Mm-hmm. We have a that's juice- where the love fans come in. Yes, which <laughs> I'm pretty sure is like 90% of our listeners. Who so. isn't a fan of love? 
nobody, nobody I know. Maybe Scrooge McDuck. You know, Scrooge McFuck the way I be loving. You need to tweet that, Braden, right now. (laughs) What are you doing not tweeting that? Uh, Um, Let's get through Kenobi first. Fucking spoiler alert. It's over. Holy shit. Darth Vader fucking snapping that kid's neck. Did you guys not like almost ejaculate all over the screen when you watched that? That was crazy to me. Oh, I did. It's not about the kid. I didn't almost. It's just, whoa, whoa, whoa. It's about the whole. Whoa, Disney's letting Vader be Vader? Yeah, that's what I was excited about. It's like, wait, well, just we haven't Disney seen Channel. we haven't seen Vader like that outside of like the comics. That's true, because you know, in like the original trilogy, he's kind of just like a robotic figure. Like he's a little bit old, and then so we were watching in, like, being, like, oh, he's in Rebels. It's like an animated yeah. show, so it wasn't right. like that. Yeah, so this was this was badass. Yeah, it was really badass, and just. <laughs> The slow motion of it. There's him like stalking Kenobi oh. almost. Yeah. I've got a question though. Let's hear it. Okay, so spoilers. You know, okay, so at the yeah, end, right? like, all they're, spoilers. All, they're all going through the tunnels and they're like, oh, <laughs> we gotta get out of here. And like little Leo's like running down the running down the thing to get to the end <laughs> to get to that pilot guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so they're in tunnels. How how did the third sister get to the end of the tunnel? That is a good before, question. Now I'm going to assume I'm going to assume the answer is just like there's multiple pathways. But still, yeah. to me, correct. Nah, I don't. Why would you have multiple pathways in a tunnel? So you can system? dodge someone in a tunnel. I but don't know. A, you know, it's an undercover route to get like escape. Like I feel like you'd want it to be as efficient as possible. I mean, that could have been that could have been ways. multiple exit points potentially. But again, like I, I, it just didn't make sense to me that she beat Leia there. Especially considering how fast Leia is, as established in Episode Two, running mm-hmm. from really a Jedi fast, really for about half chase. an hour and mm-hmm. not getting caught. Mm-hmm. That's true. So um, I didn't get that. That's a big gripe. But like, let's talk about Vader. Did you like how Vader was used? I thought he was perfect. I have no complaints. Yeah, he thought. Oh, it was perfect. Vader didn't chase after Kenobi. Ah, Vader was toying with him. He'll get him eventually. I've got no issues with that. He's I always just, walked around slow and shit. When he had the fire and he literally puts it out with the force, I'm like, okay, so fire's not doesn't matter. And then fire happens and then it mattered. I that was one thing that confused me. Mm-hmm. Why would he not force put out the fire? I get he's toying with Kenobi. He can toy with Kenobi his way. Like, why does it have to be this? I guess he's just. That's how cool he is. He's and just like you can do whatever. It doesn't matter. But or I, just yeah, like walk around the fire. To me, I was he just has like, such a cool like, suit. You see cool. it walk through fire. It's supposed to be able to like do everything, right? <laughs> I guess. But like again, like I don't know. Me, it didn't bug me. I was just like, I don't know. He looked cool. Like, I just thought it was him being cocky. Yeah, like, like to me, I didn't watch that. Like, go, care. oh, how can he get him? I was just like, okay, like yeah, he'll get you eventually. Like Vader doesn't give a fuck. Well, I mean, we'll see what happens at this next episode because. I still don't understand how they're going to get off the planet. Yeah, that's a good. Like, point. there's still a blockade. The Inquisitors are there. The Inquisitors are still there. Well, they got to get Leia back. So I don't know. I guess he's. Oh yeah, and Leia's fight. with the third sister. He's have another fight with Vader. Because uh... I mean, so there's three episodes left. I think that the third sister will take Leia to their like fortress. Mm-hmm like the Fortress Inquisitorius or whatever. So they'll be there because then in the trailer, you see scenes where it's like there's more stuff going on at that fortress. So I think that there will be like some sort of rescue mission there. Right. And then there will be like another fight with Vader. 
I'm yeah. just going to be pissed off if they do the route that they always do and oh, the third sister actually had a change of heart and she changed to the light side. And then it could Vader, definitely happen. And then like just fall in order all over again. Like I'm pissed off if that's just what Well, fall in order. That did happen in the original trilogy. I mean, if if these four sensitive beings were turned to the dark side, it is conceivable that they could turn, be turned to the light I side. I know. It's just if it's the same thing over and over again. Like come up with a different story beat. Yeah, and Make I the think the brother killer. Well, like, do something I mean, like e- that, man. Either like, way, yeah, Reva's Reva is gonna die. Yeah, yeah. There's no sure. chance that she's gonna be alive. Um, but just keep her dark, man. Like, don't have her switch to the light. <laughs> yeah, I want her to be dark too, and I think it's I don't know why they're spending so much time on her if they won't at least try to like that. At some point, someone is going There's to gonna, make yeah. her try to go to the light. And there's going to be some sort of tie into her backstory. There's just, yeah, it's just has be to be. The first like, scene had her. Over. The first scene definitely had yeah. her. The black that, no, that was for was her. That was for her. her. Yeah. So the only thing I wonder if it's something like you know, like we saw Kenobi already, and was it episode one where a Jedi recognized him and he was just like, "Fuck off!" Like you don't know me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did he do that to her? You know, was it a uh, mm. was it Anakin just got her in the Jedi Temple when the when they raided and that's when they got her. Um, I don't know why she would hold that against Obi-Wan, though. Uh, well, I don't know if Anakin kidnaps you or picks you up. I, I don't think you're in the best things about Obi-Wan from uh, him and Vader, right? But Maybe. I, I don't know. I, I just want them to keep keep her dark. Don't do the same story beat that they've already done how many times? I'd, well, let me I don't ask- think they'd I don't think they'd turn her dark, but it might be a thing where like she's competing with the other like brothers and sisters well, that's what I mean, like, and like, killing she- people. I'm fine like, if that's like, what it is. If like the fifth brother tries to come get Leia and then she kills him, then like that's more interesting than well, we know the like, fifth oh, brother now will right. live because he's in uh, Rebels. So yeah. I'd like it. I don't know I, if the fifth brother killed her. He's been great, eh? He's I like him. Great. Yeah, yeah he's good. been good. Yeah, but he's mysterious. That's what I like about him. It's like he could easily backstab anyone at any time. It feels like he's power hungry. He's very yeah. dark side. So is yeah. this after Fallen Order or before? Before. This is before Fallen Order. I think so. Let me double check right quick. Um, what? Let me ask you. While you guys, while you're checking, I want to ask you guys this: Do you want after Fallen Order? Okay, after, after Fallen Order. Okay. Do you want or expect Yoda to show up at any time? No, and no. You no. don't want, and you don't same expect. Answer. Yes. I I see a lot of people asking for Yoda, and I'm totally the same with you guys. No. Like, we don't need Yoda in every Star Wars thing. I don't need Yoda. And I didn't know because we've seen been, people been like, oh, is Maul going to be in it? Maul was cut. Maul was supposed to be in it. And they cut him. Yeah, that's true. They did have him in and they rewrote the whole thing. Ray Park, yeah, right? was going to be the original actor and they just cut him. So I don't, uh, if we're not going to Maul, I don't think we're getting Yoda. I don't think we should get Yoda. Um, I just I'll be happy Qui-Gon. with Liam. I'll be happy. I'll be very happy with mm-hmm. Liam's appearance. And I think we'll get that. Um, Do you guys think there'll be a flashback point at some point in the next oh, couple yeah. episodes where they go back this, to the Clone Wars? This episode here is the perfect time for flashbacks. I want to yeah. see Obi Wan's going to be out of it for like this whole episode, or he should be. Yeah. Anakin running yeah. to the temple <gasps> during Order sixty six. Yeah, and that's yeah. fighting Syndralic. Like I want to see like him just going ham and the, they advertise the too much of Hayden Christensen mm-hmm. to not have like him at least twenty minutes. It. Yeah, yeah just him, him standing in a cloak face. in the desert. Please. So, okay. What I think is going to happen is I do think another Jedi is going to show up because I do think that there's going to be like a rescue mission for Leia mm-hmm. and then they're going to get help from I'll someone. 
Cal Kestis could be an option. I think Quinlan Voss. Quinlan Voss. Cool. Yeah, Quinlan Voss. Wasn't that I'd the guy that they, he saw? You know, I was rewatching. I did rewatch the third episode yesterday, and I was telling you about that theory that I thought was really stupid the first time I heard it, where it was like, oh, that loader droid could be yeah. Wrecker in disguise. It, no, come on. Don't even. Don't even. Dude. <laughs> That droid is a hundred percent a person. You look it's at the not. armor, like the leg shape. It's not. Brayden, why are so you they laughing? They use the same character model. It's animated. No way. It's CGI. They use the same model. How about how, about how he acted? They made that. They clearly shot it with, in my opinion, they clearly shot it to make that droid, even in Star Wars world, especially human-like. Well, he, he got a poster, did he not? Like for all the Obi Wan, he did get a poster. Doesn't yes. he? Isn't he on a poster with his face? So it's just going to be a talkless droid that has a poster of his face. It's I don't think so. I think and it's a guy. You look, a you look at like in each poster, each one's looking at either Obi Wan or Vader. Mm-hmm. The only ones that are looking at Vader is the droid and Obi Wan and Reva and Reva. Okay, and yeah. third sister. Okay. But like, there's like a lot of the other people that are helping Obi Wan have Obi Wan at the eye, not Vader. How convenient was it that this loader droid doesn't talk, and they have two different scenes, both with the stormtroopers and Kenobi, explaining, "Oh yeah, don't worry, he doesn't talk. He doesn't talk. He's just some droid. He's just some droid. It's clearly a misdirection, or like even like uh, a foreshadow, it's if just a you will." Droid. You just what do you want to not like? You don't want to say yes because you don't want it. No, I think this is just our. Oh, it's actually this guy, and then this is this. Oh, it'd be Smoke so crazy actually, for Star Smoke Wars is actually cool. Obi Wan. Like, no, it's not. It's just a fucking droid. You're never gonna see it again. I'm excited to recap this next week when Braden's wrong. And when I'm right, like always, you guys are gonna feel like Ottawa Senators fans, and I'm gonna continue feeling. Like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is Star Wars, though. Also, like every series or movie has like a droid, right? Yeah, it was just some dude. It was just some droid. Although Leia does have a droid. Leia already does have a droid. Yeah, you see it's named after the same uh, that Carrie Fisher had a pet bird when she was a kid yeah. named Lolo. <laughs> nice touch. All right, should we go to Love Corner? Let's do, Let's it. do it. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Don't whisper this time. We're going to a magical place that we haven't been in in a couple of weeks. Don't worry. It's been dusted. It's been vacuumed. It's as sensual as you remember. It's right in Love Corner. And oh boy, do we have some updates from the last couple of weeks. Stop whispering. I wouldn't say that was whispering so much as a, a soothing, calming voice meant to tintillate the senses. Seems like you're trying to seduce every single listener right now. Mm-hmm. I'm waiting for those DMs, and the only way we get that is through our seduction. So it's been games. nine episodes. Has this gotten you any DMs? No, ladies, I'm still waiting. Um, <laughs> anyhow, so obviously I was out this past week with strep throat. Not a fun time. Uh, but as we established, I am the Morbius of hockey podcasts. Yes. Nothing can keep me away. I always nope. return. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, we've got some updates and where I think we got strapped from. So it's we'll Morbius o'clock. It, it's it's Morbius o'clock. You know what time it is? Morbius, Morbius o'clock. o'clock. And love corner. Morbius love. Anyhow, so uh, I, I guess we'll start from the start. So as as you guys know, with my dating, not much updates as far as the dates go. <laughs> but these are important. We need to give we need to give summaries. So we had that first date that I mentioned on the uh, on the pod. Is this the or, hygienist? Okay, so we had the hygienist that I had a date with, and then there's the girl before I went out on a date with, right? Right. I'm not too sure how to refer to her. 
Um, but she was great. I wish I had a second date with her. She was fantastic. I'm I'm still hurt that I've been thinking, girl. That's what we're oh, for her. Yes, yes, I've been yes, thinking. I've been thinking. And that hurt because that was a good date, man. Like I, I'm still actually hurt by that. Like I, I don't know, stuff happens. Like we talked about on that one. Maybe that was a legitimate. I've been thinking, not a random one, just because the date was so good. I don't, I, 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 I don't see how you don't do a second. Anyhow, so Friday comes around and it's like, all right, uh, I'm single and I didn't find the, my wife in university. It's time for me to go to the bar because that's the only place I can hope to find my wife now. Um, so I'm getting ready. I go to the bar with me and my buddy Adam. And then uh, a third friend of ours, a girl, is meeting us at the bar. So we go first to the bar, long line, put our names down on this, go to a different bar. We got margaritas together. Um, the servers definitely thought that we were uh, two men sleeping together, especially at the end when we had to ask for the bills. And I accidentally asked for the bill. And then I got kicked under the table. Uh, so uh, they, they think we were, we were doing some stuff together for sure. So we go back over to the bar. Not that there's anything wrong with not that. that. Not that there's anything wrong with that. We at the Loose Change Podcast actually encourage it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not that there's anything wrong with that, but uh, those servers were definitely under the assumption that we were together. So we go back over to the bar, the main bar, the brew house. And uh, I'm waiting in line to get in. And, you know, I'm showing my ID. I got triple pieced and I'm showing my ID and everything to the server. And I just hear, hey, Brayden. And I look to my left and it's the hygienist. No way. I'm like, oh, hey, like, how's it going? And she's like, I don't know, with some friends. And she's like, oh, hey. I'm like, oh, hey, like, I'm good. Like, how are you? And she's like, I'm good. And she goes to say something more. And I just walk into the bar. I'm sorry, but, like, it's a line of, like, it was, like, an hour-long wait to get in. I can't hang out and talk to you. I need to go and get my table. Mm -hmm. We'll talk when we're in the bar. So I go in. And um, and just for reference sake, like, or context here. Since I had that date with her, like we've texted a couple times, but like it kind of just fizzled out. Neither of us were texting each other. I don't think either of us were really interested in pursuing it. Maybe she wanted me to chase more. I don't know. I'm not chasing more. Like vibes weren't there enough for me to chase. So whatever. Um, so I go into the bar. My table is like pretty close to hers. I'm like up four steps and around the corner. Like it's a bit of a landing, but I'm right beside her table essentially. The hygienist. So hygienist is so like, you're on a like, date with a different girl. So I'm not on a date this night. This is just me and my oh. buddy and like oh, okay. me and two, me and two friends, a guy and a girl. Right. So um, I'm like right beside the table with uh, I Janice is out with like eight of her friends. So I see them come in later and like, I see I just like say something to a different girl and like two other girls. And then they're all like looking at me right. and like, I look cute and stuff. I'm just talking with my buddies. Okay. We're just having, we're just having beers. We're just being dudes. And I see them looking at me. I'm like, Oh, okay. Like we're like, they're checking me out. Um, and then she did like iced me out for the rest of the night. She like wouldn't look at me. She wouldn't say anything to me. Like I walked by a table and she like acted like I wasn't there. I was like, I guess I pissed her off by just walking into the bar or something like that. Sure. But already I'm like, oh, this is a little bit awkward. Like, say la vie, like say how it goes, you know? So night goes on and I'm getting pretty drunk. Like I didn't mean to uh get in the bag on this night, but snuck up on you. They snuck up on me, and then I'm doing shots and I'm doing picklebacks, and well, that's how it'll sneak up on you. I'm a fiend for the picklebacks. So I'm like five picklebacks in or something like this. Like I'm feeling it. I need to uh, go empty the bag. So I go to the washroom and, <laughs> and uh, the washroom, the washrooms at this bar, they're all like individual stalls, you know, like in a hallway and it's like unisex, you know, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. like a washroom. Great. And tell me viewers <laughs> that. Are, like, yeah. And they're all covered in piss. Cause you know, dudes just can't hit the toilet for whatever reason. In the what floor is that? covered in piss. I don't know. If you do that, like you should just. You know, I, 
I don't understand it because I've never had a situation where I just like piss all over the floor. Me either. Like it has to be intentional. That's the only thing I can think. That's true. Maybe it is like a fuck you power move. eh? I can piss Mm -hmm. where I want. That's not even like Mm -hmm. you're getting on your own shoes, though. So I don't get it anyway. So I'm waiting in line for this washroom. And because it's unisex, you know, it's a big line because like it's guys and girls. And there's like nine washrooms for like all of Oshawa. So it's not the best. So I'm waiting in line and this girl comes up to me. She taps me on the shoulder. She goes, excuse me. And I go, yeah. She goes, did you go on a date with, and then she says the name of the I've been thinking girl. And I go, or she, did you go out with? And I'm like, uh, yeah. She goes, that's my best friend. I love her. Aww. She told me all about you. And I'm like, why the fuck are you coming up to me? This is one date. Like, this is awkward to come up to me and ask if I went out with your friend. Like, on one date. So I said to her, I'm like, she told you all about me? And she goes, yeah. And I'm like, and then she goes, she goes, do you go to LA? I think I go to your gym. I saw you this morning. I'm like, oh, fuck. Like, I do. Like, you did see me this morning. I, I did see her. And she goes, yeah, no, she told me all about you. She, I'm like, I'm hoping, like, she only said great things. And she goes, yeah, I only heard great things. She said, you're great. I'm like, if I, I'm like, and I go, if I was so great, like, I don't know why I didn't get a second date. And then I had to go pee. So, and the washroom opened up. So I was like, anyways, nice to meet you. Like, I'll see you there. And she goes, yeah, it was great meeting you. I'm like, like, that's a weird thing to go up to somebody, right? Just like, hey, you went out with my friend. That's kind of weird that she recognized you, to be honest. I'm cute as hell. Like, I'm going to be recognized. But I was like, that's weird to like throw that out there at me, right? Yeah. So then I, I, I empty the bag. I open the door. I come out. Hey, can't empty in the bag. And so he was in the bag and then he emptied the bag. Emptied the bag. But still in the bag. So it's still in the- I come out of the washroom and then I've been thinking, girl. Her two other best friends, who I know because like we went to high school together, are like just sitting in the hallway, like waiting for like a washroom. Uh, and I'm like, "Fuck me, is she here tonight too?" Like this is gonna be awkward because I took them both to the same bar, hygienist and I've been thinking. Because like, there's only two bars in Oshawa, as this. Yeah, literally, and one of them is in the mall, so we're not going there. So I'm like, "Fuck me, like I don't want to." Uh, this is gonna be awkward if I see them together if they're talking for whatever reason. Um, so I'm like, "Oh hey," and they went, "Ah uh, hey." And like, that was the extent of my conversation with them. So I just went back to my booth. So I'm walking back to the booth and I get a call and it's my girlfriend, not like my girl, girlfriend, but you know, a friend of mine who is a girl, who is mm. a woman. Explain uh, to the listeners what a woman is. So uh, they, they, they give me a call. She gives me a call and she goes, Brandon, like, I need your help. I'm like, why? Like, what's up? And she goes, you know, we invited this random dude to sit at our table. And she goes, this guy's being creepy. I'm like, okay. Like, it's Brayden. Like, I'm coming back. I'm going to rescue you. So I come back over. And so this lady friend of mine, she's got a sleeve, you know, not like a, not like a t-shirt sleeve or like a long sleeve sleeve, but like a tattoo sleeve, you know, it's like art on the, on the mm. arm and it covers the whole arm. So it looks like a sleeve and that's why it's called a tattoo. Sleeve. Oh, that's why it's called a yeah, sleeve. Yeah. 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 So art? I come over and this guy's like looking at the sleeve and he goes, this is really cool. I go, yeah, it's got like flowers and stuff. It's really different. Not a lot of girls have that. And uh, he just ignores me and he just starts licking her arm. What? And like, you're kidding his, me. And, and not like a dog, like that, but like he just takes it from like the wrist and he runs it up to what her shoulder. What the fuck? And I was like, this is something else. Like I bought this kid picklebacks. Like I thought he was cool as shit. This guy's not cool as shit. This guy's a fucking freak. I got to get my friend out of here. So I'm like, oh, well, like, what do I do? And I see a girl behind me and uh, she had a friend with her earlier. Now the friend's gone and it's just her sitting there with like a shot glass. I'm like, I, I got to do something here. So I step in 
so I leave my friend who's getting like assaulted by this guy. And I, I, I go to this random girl sitting behind me. I go, Hey, like you doing that shot on your own or like, what's up? Where'd your friend go? And she's like, Oh, ah, like something. And I'm like, I'm going to get my friend out of like, this is going to be smart. I'm going to get this girl's name and I'm going to rescue a friend. I'm so fucking smooth. So I go like my friend, Daria, right? That's the girl. I go, Daria, Daria, Daria. Like, come here. You got to meet this girl. She's so cool. There's like, okay. So she comes over to come talk to this girl. The girl goes, Oh, Hey, like I'm, you know, whatever her name was. I don't remember. But uh, got her out of it smooth as fuck, and I was like, "God damn it, I'm good with this." That was so pretty like, smooth. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone, everyone needs a friend that can get them out of a pickle. Yeah. Mm. So the liquor, the arm liquor, he just left. Like he didn't even wait ten seconds. Like he just got up and left. And I was like, "All right, like I guess he's gonna go lick someone else's arm." Like that's kind of fucked. So Daria wasn't having a great time after that, and she was like, "I need to go home." I was like, "Okay, like just go. I'll get your bill. Like don't worry about it." So she cut, and then I ended up talking to this girl that was behind us right so we end up talking for a good bit and uh the friend comes back and the friend ended up talking to uh you know my buddy adam the guy i was with and we hit off with these two girls so we're talking and one thing leads to another and at the end of the night is like okay should we like you know go to a go to a place together and they're like yeah like, that sounds great and it's like okay like we need a free base like where are we going like we need it we need an open availability my parents you know i live with my parents still uh, my place is out of limits. I'm not. I, 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 that's not going to end well if I bring a lady. It's a shame. Here. You do have a good basement set up. I do, um, but not not bringing anyone over. Are the parents sure. not a fan of Brain's Love Corner? My uh, there's a reason I told them uh, not to listen to this podcast, and I refuse to give them to the title of it. And this segment <laughs> is it. So I'm like, fuck, where do we go? And Adam lives like 30 minutes away. He's got his own house. He, he's a rich man. He bought his own place, but he's like 35 minutes away. And we're like, that's a bit far. And Adam goes, you know, I'm house sitting for my parents. They just left to the Netherlands like six hours ago. Do you guys want to go there? <laughs> there you go. And they're like, yeah, sure. And we're like, great. It's like all an Uber. We go over there. And okay, this is where it gets a little greasy. Oh, boy. <laughs> okay, I have the cut button ready. Okay, so uh, my boy is in the passenger seat from passenger. I'm sitting behind the Uber driver. The girl I was talking to is in the middle. Her friend is behind the front passenger. Yeah. Right? It's a bench in the back. Three. Mm. Uh, the girl I was talking to may have just completely jumped on me and started like making out with me in the Uber. And like, I felt like I was putting on a sex show, man. I was like, this is bad. Like, there's like four other people in here just like sitting here while like, I'm I'm making out with this girl. Like my Uber, my Uber rating is gonna take a hit. Like this is gonna be bad. Like I'm I'm gonna have a one star if if any stars at the end of this thing. Um, and then she like gets off me and goes to talk to Adam, and then her friend leans over to me and I'm like, like I'm pretty drunk, but I don't know if I want to be swinging tonight. Like I'm not I'm not ready for this either. Like I want I want love, not not an orgy. And then the friend just starts talking to me. She's like, hey, like. Like, like, we don't, like, I, I got to be up early tomorrow morning. I can't stay the night. And uh, I want, you know, my friend to come home with me. Is that okay? I'm like, oh, like, don't worry about anything. Like, I don't give a fuck. Like, we're not going to pressure you for that. Like, you know, I, I just sat. I was like, we're not going to pressure you. We're getting mad at you for not sleeping with us. Like, I don't give a shit. Like, if you got to go home, you got to go home. Like, do what you got to do. And she's like, good oh, guy, Braden. Come on, it's me. And she goes, oh, my God. Like, thank you so much. Like, I knew you were a good guy. Like, I'm like, yeah, like, don't worry about it. Like, I do not give a fuck. Like if you gotta go, it's you gotta go. It's kind of crazy that she has to like say it like that too. It's eh? so sad. It's so man. that is sad. That is generally sad. It is. It's terrible because you know that there's a lot of dudes would be like mm-hmm. a lot of dudes would be like, okay, get out now then. 
Yeah, totally. I do yeah. actually, I, I admit, I do know some people that would probably, I'd assume that'd be their reaction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you're like that, I don't want to be your friend. Like, no, absolutely not. Walk no. off, especially because it's, it's that reaction or it's, you know, it's the like, you know, like guys are going to pressure chicks into like not leaving or anything like that until mm-hmm. they got what they want. It's mm-hmm. sad. And like, you know, I said that to her. It's like, she's like, you're such a good guy. And it's like, I'm not like, this is what the standard should be. Like, I shouldn't yeah, think right. like, like, this is just be the expectation that you can leave if you don't want to stay. And she's like, okay, yeah. cool. So they come over anyways. We hang out for a little bit. Um, did not sleep with, the, did not make love to the woman. Um, did make out a bit more at that place, but no, they cut after like, I don't know, 40 minutes or so. Got her number though. We've talked a little bit since, I don't know. We'll see where things go. I haven't seen her since I was like two weeks ago. Um, but then I got strapped like two days ago or two not two days ago sorry two days like after that uh that nightly excursion so i'm wondering if uh that's where i may have received the strep the strep mm-hmm. throat um uh yeah it would make sense it would make perfect sense better than the monkey box or the covid but strep was not fun um i did tell the viewers you had monkey box last week yeah see the reason i wasn't monkey pox is that you have to have sex to have monkey pox and um I don't have monkeypox. Oh, that's right. <laughs> hmm. However, it was quite the excursion with um, that night at the bar with 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 all the different ladies in action. Um, was really not gonna lie. I was hoping that I've been thinking girl was there to strike up combo and maybe get another date, swing one out of it. Because I'd love one with her, but we'll, we'll see what happens. We'll keep on the lookout. I mean, she's We're still continuing. thinking. You know, she's a thinker. <laughs> Hey, you know what, my ex? Uh, it was eight months between first date and second date, so there, there's, no, there's no time limit on these things. Time is a flat circle, just like uh, my ass. Brayden, you know what I'm going to say. <laughs> <laughs> and that, and that uh, segment of the podcast was sponsored by Uber. Use code Loose Change Podcast, Loose Change Pod, for five percent off. Um, any Uber you want, try it. It'll work. <laughs> Just uh, don't don't make out with someone in the back of the Uber. Your your rating will drop significantly. How much did it drop? You only get the discount though if you do. That's what I've heard. That's what they told me to read in the ad. So you t- you take Uber your hits when you can get it. You gotta you gotta choose. Do you want five bucks off or do you want to lose three stars off your rating? Yeah, and that does it for the Least Change Podcast episode nine. Thank you so much for listening. If, if anyone got to hear, you suffered through everything hockey talk. You suffered through a lot of Star Wars talk, but you got to Braden's. I just got to say one thing. For a guy who talks about how much in the bank he is, if you were truly in the bank, you would not care about that. About what? You would not care about your Uber rating in a time like that. I always care. I'm always, I'm always looking at that stuff. Come on, are you kidding me? Kai, you know how scared I am to order food from a server? You don't think I'm worried about my Uber rating at all times? Dude, I've seen you yell, ah, for no reason. Okay, that Snapchat is also a new thing. At a bar for no listeners, reason. <laughs> listeners, yeah, I take a mad look. Listeners, start screaming at the bar. It is fun. You can get away with ridiculous amounts of yelling. Like, I had a table beside us we were talking to, and I told them, I was like, you can scream as loud as you want at a bar, and no one cares. And they're like, no, you can't. Watch this. Ah, like, you can just scream. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. There's music playing. Like, it's fun <laughs> as hell. Like, just scream. For those that missed out on my Snap story, um, you know those, like, arcade golf games or some people playing that and every shot i was just screaming get in the hole get in the hole like every every shot i was at the top of my voice no one heard me 
Yeah, that sounds electric. We at the Loose Change podcast recommend screaming alone at bars. Try it out. It's better with friends, but maybe <laughs> screaming on your own gets you friends. It's a good uh, conversation starter. And at the very least, it's a good release for your emotions. Um, speaking of release, I really have to 